Hey guys, what's going on? It's been such a long time since I've talked to you, and I'm very excited to be back in your earbuds today. I'm Maureen Berry, and this is Greenfish Blue Oceans, the podcast where stories about seafood are good for you and the oceans. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the Netflix documentary, Sea Spiracy. Full disclaimer, I did not watch the entire movie because I was annoyed by the direction the film was taking. I was angry. I was really angry. I think the premise of the movie was good. The industrialized fishing industry is a big problem. And honestly, we need solutions. The filmmakers were blaming the wrong people. So let me back up. What is Seaspiracy? It's the Netflix documentary about industrial fishing. I talked about industrial fishing and its challenges and problems before on the podcast, on my blog, and at speaking events. In fact, it was kind of the mainstay of why I wanted to write the seafood cookbook that I wrote and create the podcast, because I think there was and is Um, a lot wrong about the seafood industry in terms of transparency. There's rampant, illegal, and unreported, unregulated fishing, also known as IUU, if you've ever seen those, that acronym. There's slave labor issues. There's ecosystem and habitat damage in industrial fishing. Industrial fishing undermines small-scale fisheries and sustainable fishing and farming. So there are a lot of problems. You can also imagine there's a lot of people weighing in on this film. If you head to Twitter and search Seaspiracy, and that's spelled S-E-A-S-P-I-R-A-C-Y, you'll find plenty to talk about. And I'm going to kind of dip in onto some of that because I didn't watch the entirety of the film. As I said, I was repulsed, annoyed, and angry. I just feel like the movie sensationalized what's happening in the industry and it was pointing the finger at the wrong people. Environmental scientist Dan Pauly wrote on Vox.com, what Netflix seaspiracy gets wrong about fishing, explained by a marine biologist. He writes, giving up seafood isn't the best way to save the oceans. So again, since I didn't watch the movie, I'm going to defer to Pauly in his article. Seaspiracy spins the story with slander, Asian tropes, and falsehoods. One of the biggest falsehoods is that the filmmakers indicate that ghost nets or marine fishing gear, which are indeed a huge problem, the biggest major source of ocean pollution. Well, that's just not accurate. That's just like saying we need to quit using plastic straws because there's a picture of a turtle with a straw up its nose. Now, granted, that's just a tragic, horrific image, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it. But the turtle with its straw up its nose, while it is a problem, the amount of plastic straws in the oceans is a very low percentage, like 0.03% of all plastic pollution comes from a straw. Conversely, while 
discarded fishing nets are a problem in the oceans, the movie indicates that 80% of plastic pollution is because of this discarded marine fishing gear. And that's just not accurate either. 80% of the plastic pollution in the oceans comes from humans on land. It's from our own single-use plastic use tires. Gosh, so much, so much plastic. Like everything you buy is plastic. All, everything that we buy that's got that disposable hard wrapped plastic, you know, that you can barely cut your scissors through, that stuff, it's just going to float for a while and then it's going to break down and then it's going to be microbeads. And those microbeads are affecting shellfish, affecting fish themselves. They're ingesting it. In fact, there's studies out that say that most humans already have plastic inside their bodies. So no telling what that plastic is going to do to us in the long term. The final message in the movie, from what I can take from the article I read and from the other information I've found online, is that we should just stop eating seafood. I've even written about not eating seafood, which I do not advocate. But it's one of the hard questions that I needed to address because I have a deep respect for the scientist, and specifically Sylvia Earle, who's like the queen of the oceans. And her life's work has been dedicated to combating ocean pollution and preserving fish species and fish stocks. But there are inherent problems with not eating seafood. Over 3 billion people in the world rely on wild-caught and farmed seafood as a primary source of protein. Over 3 billion people. That's a lot of people. Seafood is the largest food commodity in the world. The United States alone imports 91% of its seafood. Imagine the lost jobs and how that would affect the economy here and abroad. It's not even just economic reasons, but fish for sustenance. Like We need fish to eat. My own personal experience with seafood, I've been leading a fairly healthy life and lifestyle, choosing the right types of fish to eat. Sustainably farmed seafood, sustainable small catch fisheries seafood. I still got really sick, which is not what this is all about, except to say that thankfully seafood is the kind of protein that I can metabolize in my newly configured digestive system. According to Polly in that article that I mentioned, the movie did more damage than good. And I would have to agree. The problem isn't ocean conservationists, the scientists, that the fisheries that manage fish and the fish farmers. These are the people who are trying to make it right for us. These are the people that we should be saluting, not taking a deep dive and digging into the, ugh, it just makes me, that's the angry part. The problem is the actual industry itself. If Seaspiracy would have tackled that, it might have been the film we could all watch and all need to watch. love to hear from you. You can find me on Apple Podcasts or find me online, maureenseaberry.com, 
where there's links to the podcast and numerous resources that you might find helpful so that you can maintain a sustainable seafood diet. Thanks for listening and talk soon.